Welcome to today's five good minutes on the Ten Commandments. Today we'll be considering the Tenth Commandment with Dan Shields. Welcome back to day four of our study on the Tenth Commandment. In day one of this series, we said that coveting wasn't simply desiring something that somebody else had, but rather it was an over-desire that led us to want more than God wanted to give, or want it faster than He wanted to give it, or outside of the bounds of how He wanted to give it. The reality is that in many of our lives, our desire to acquire is a sickness that's almost like an addiction. Listen to the words of Henry Nouwen from his famous book on the prodigal son. Addiction, Nouwen said, might be the best word to explain the lostness that so deeply permeates contemporary society. Our addictions make us cling to what the world proclaims as the keys to self-fulfillment, accumulation of wealth and power, the attainment of status and admiration, lavish consumption of food and drink, and sexual gratification without distinguishing between lust and love. We can see in the story of the prodigal son that the younger son had all three issues of over-desire that we talked about in the first three days. He wanted more than God gave him, he wanted it faster than God wanted to give it to him, and he was willing to go outside of the parameters of how God wanted him to fulfill those desires. But there was another player in that drama, if you remember. It was the older brother. He was the good kid. He was the one that always obeyed, and he always did the right thing in the right way. Today, we're going to look at this lesser-known brother. He was also dealing with coveting, but not of the obvious type that the younger brother had. His was an over-desire for applause and recognition. Over the last couple of days, we talked about two ways to combat over-desire. The first was cultivating a sense of thankfulness for what God has given us, And the second, we said, was trusting God in the things that He has chosen not to give us. Well, today I'm going to say that we can beat that constant craving for consumption, contentment, or commendation by looking forward to the future. Because when we only look at our current circumstances, we can have a nearsightedness that leads to jealousy, dissatisfaction, and impatience. Let me ask you a question. If I put a tack on a chair and I asked you to sit on it, would you? Well, of course not. But let me change the equation just a little bit. If I said, if you sit on this tack, I'll give you a million dollars, would you? Well, most of you probably would. Why? Because the pain only lasts for a moment, but the reward lasts for a lifetime. If you remember the story of the prodigal son, when the out-of-control younger brother came home and the father received him, not just with grace and forgiveness, but with celebration, the older brother became indignant. He basically said to the father, I've always been the good son, but you never gave me a party like this. Can you hear it? The ugliness of jealousy. But it was something else as well. Rather than an over-desire for pleasure, this son wanted appreciation and esteem. He wanted to be recognized for how good he was. He had a quiet lust for approbation, the over-desire for approval. But do you remember what the father said to him? My son, the father said, You are always with me, and everything I have is yours. In grace, the father was saying to the son, I love you more than you could possibly know, and I have a good plan for you that's beyond what you can imagine. I'm with you here and now, and one day you'll receive the fullness of my blessing. All that I have is yours. You know, both brothers were receiving undeserved grace. And that's our promise as well. One day we'll receive our heavenly reward, and not just because of how good we've been or how hard we've worked, but because of what Christ has done. 
on our behalf. All of the treasures of heaven will one day be ours. So how do we deal with the stinging pain of not getting what we hope for in life? By turning our eyes away from our current circumstances and toward the Lord and our ultimate reward. As the scripture says, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to check out all our content and podcasts on Orchard Hill Plus. You can find that and so much more on our website or the Orchard Hill app.